Welcome to Steeler Nation Live, Big Tiz. And I'm Big O here from Rochester, New York. Hey, guys, like we said, this is the lunchtime feeding frenzy we're giving out to you Steeler fans here on Steeler Nation Live. We always do it for you fans. You fans ask for it. Here it is. Like I said, you can call in if you can hear us, 724-444-7444. Hit the pound key. And once you're in, talking to Big Tiz and Big O, we got a lot of things we want to discuss here. We it's a fifteen minute show. We want to give you guys something to think about, marinate your heads while you're eating your lunch, big O. That's right, I got the pizza here. I got my Arizona half and half. It's it's going down good, big tis. A lot of stuff on the board. Let's talk about this inflating. Let's let's get this out of the way. I mean, it's it's beating a dead horse. There's two weeks to go to the Super Bowl. Nothing to talk about it, but obviously this is the only thing going on. We're not talking about, you know, what got the teams there, but what happened while they're going there. And let's talk about this inflated gate for a second. Exactly. You know, here here we are again with the New England Patriots. Same old issue, you know. You know, everybody's saying they're out there doing, you know, these shenanigans to win these games. And uh, here we are again. But now they're saying that they're underinflating footballs for their, you know, whoever they're playing. So especially in the game when they're playing the Indianapolis Colts, which was a game that actually came up in, was the fact that, uh, they were saying the balls were under other inflated almost by maybe I don't two know pounds. If it's two pounds yeah two, two pounds. pounds and that's a lot of air coming out of a ball because I believe even the um, one of the defenders the linebacker who intercepted the ball from um, Brady said that the ball didn't feel right to him when he picked it off nah and you know Brady you know we know Ben is the best quarterback he's the greatest quarterback ever I, with that being said Big Tiz we all know that. Uh, that Brady is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in history. And this guy has been doing it well for, for many years, since he came into the NFL, even as a backup. So he knows what the football feels like. Because I, I guarantee you, because if he picked up a ball during a game and it wasn't to his specifications, if it was wrong, he would immediately, immediately turn that ball off to the refs, hey, I need, an, I need another ball. But a quarterback of his stature and his caliber, he knows. He throws the ball. He 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 has the ball 90% of the time in the offense, or even 95. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they know what's going on. I mean, that's a part of uh, New England's, you know, folklore. It seems like this coming to flourishing with the way they're winning games. They're not winning them the way they should be winning them. And it seems like they're a team that wants to win at all costs, which kind of sucks because, you know, you want your team out there if you want to dominate somebody, you want them to dominate it from the talent that they have on the field. And, and New England does have a talented quarterback, and I believe Belichick is a, a heck of a coach. But the fact is, if you're going to win, win outright. Yeah, I, I don't understand why you want this label attached to to your to your team. You know what I mean? You don't need to cheat. You don't need to do all these little things. Uh, why would you want to be? It's like that asterisk to those guys in baseball with the steroids. Why would you want anything associated with, with you negatively? You know, because people aren't going to say, hey, uh, the Patriots, they tied the Steelers with the most Super Bowls, uh, six. However, how did they get there? Did, was it about cheating? Was it were some of the games were, you know, down to the wire was it because they cheated? They're not going to think of how Brady, um, let's look back to Roethlisberger and the Steelers. We think about, you know, Ben airing the ball up, you know, uh, guys – 
Brown catching the touchdowns, uh, Jerome Bettis running with the ball, scoring touchdowns. That's what associated the Super Bowl uh, champions. Now, you don't want anything. Well, what were they doing to get them there? I mean, was there – you don't want any of that association with anything because you want to show people that you're the champions. Why? Because you're the best. I agree, I agree with you totally, but – I mean, let's be honest, uh, to one aspect, too, you know, with Indianapolis, I know they're crying that they were victimized because of this underinflated ball. But nonetheless, I believe they still would have lost the game, to be honest. But, you know, losing on the merits of how you play and things like that. So that's where I have the issue with it. And I'm pretty sure that's where a lot of people have the issue with it because, you know, they lost 45-7. to So they didn't just lose with airing the ball out in the air. They they lost, you know, not being able to set the ground game as well. Right. And and you you have to look at these things. Uh Let's look at it this light, that when you when you play a football game, you know, there's you bend things and you do stuff to, to overachieve. And granted, you push the envelope. But the Patriots, they go above and beyond pushing this envelope. And, and a lot, what's going on right now, because and a lot of people, oh, I'm sick of this, enough of that, let's move on, let's go on. But what people are forgetting, they're not looking at the whole picture. Cheating, any form, shape, is still cheating. Whether you're cheating to win or basically what I'm saying is if the scores were a lot closer, if the games were closer, then people will be outraged. But since the since the, the like we'll take the Colts game. Since that game wasn't really close, people are giving a ah free ride. Okay, whatever. It wouldn't have mattered anyways. It does matter. It's called integrity, big tiz. It's called ethics. It's called honesty. I mean, is if you can't have that in the NFL, you shouldn't be in the NFL. And with Belichick coming out, I, you know what? He's the head coach. And there's two things about that when he went out and opened his mouth and you know was talking about it. Number one, exactly, he's the head coach. He has no time during preparing for a football game, especially a championship game, to worry about how much error is in a football. That's somebody else's job. He's got other things to do. I can understand him not knowing. But here's what, here's what gets me, Tiz. Four days after the fact, you're the head coach of this football team, and you still do have not no of how these balls got underdeflated. That's that you sh- you shouldn't be head coach. You should know everything going on, especially any improprieties towards your team. You're the head coach. You got to find out who these people are, and they need to be punished. I agree with you totally, a hundred percent. And uh, right now they're looking at uh, I've I've heard anywhere from like finding them, you know, amounts of money for each football or just something like that. But the fact is, to me. I believe something to this magnitude, if you let them finish out the Super Bowl, fine. But the thing about it is, the uh, Belichick should even be allowed to coach next year. You know, I mean, because no. this this puts in the the point of, you know, you know, trying to win a game and doing underhanded things is not cool because, like I said, that cheats you, the fans, the players on the field who are out there working, trying to, trying to win a game, and, and, you're, and you're going, you know, you're doing these backhanded shenanigans that, that kind of cheat that. And so that's the thing that kind of hurts the whole game. And um, let's hope that the NFL finds a way to kind of put this in perspective the way it should be. So I know you've been hearing a lot about that with the balls in, uh, underinflated all weekend long or all week since the game, and uh, justifiably so at, at some point. But the fact is, I know it comes to that point you want to lay the rest, but something has to be done to make a statement. Right. Now let's, let's look back not too long ago with the New Orleans Saints, uh, Sean Payton. A year, bunch of players, a year suspended for why? You know the the bounty gate, illegal cheating, whatever you want to call it. 
they they were punished severely. We're talking draft. We're talking money draft. Draft picks. This is what needs to happen in New England. The Kraft family has so much money because they're macaroni and cheese or whatever they're selling because they're rich, uh, owning the Patriots. This is just this is like putting extra gas in the gas tank. Chump change. That's all it is. You could find them. You could do whatever you want. Take a draft pick or whatnot. What kind of draft pick are you going to take away from them? They're going to the Super Bowl. They're not. It's not like basketball where you pick a, a ping pong ball out of a out of a basket and there's your draft pick. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how good your record is in basketball. You pick a ping pong ball, whatever number, that's your draft. But in NFL, you go to the Super Bowl, you're not drafting high. Big flipping deal, Big Tiz. You know what I mean? Money and draft pick, that means nothing to the Kraft family and the New England Patriots organization. That's why they continue to do this. Slap them on the wrist, whatever. Something needs to be done. People need to lose their jobs. Or, or you know, the quarterback and the coach, they need to, be, uh, they need to miss a season. Exactly, but you know what? They're, they're going to be in the they're going to be in the uh, Super Bowl this upcoming week. And the thing about it is, is big old in the Super Bowl. Who do you have? I mean, you got New England playing against a, a well-rounded team at this point, just like with the Seattle Seahawks. Who do you have coming out victorious in this game? Well, I, I, obviously, being being a Steeler fan and wanting to own that sixth title, uh, you know, the most Super Bowls in the NFL. You know, besides that, I think the Seahawks, they're, they're more well-rounded. And, it, and the offense proved that even even throwing four interceptions, Russell Wilson can get the job done. And, you know, even though they're, um, the Green Bay Packers offense, uh, uh, Rodgers wasn't that mobile due to his injury. And, and they still kept the whole Packers team in check. You know, granted, they gave up 16 points in the first half. But that's to a Green Bay Packer team that wants to go to the Super Bowl. So... So you can expect these things. And to stay in the game and come back and, you know, call it luck, call it skill, what you want. You know, two-point conversion, that was ridiculous. Uh, then you get the onside kick and you march down. You Come on, you throw that one touchdown. I think the Seahawks will win this game. I do. Uh, barring any uh, ball issues. Hey, I, I, I agree with you. I think um, the Seattle Seahawks, they have that well-rounded defense. They have a fast defense. And that defense will uh, keep them in this game against uh, Brady. Like I said, because with Brady, if you if you do continuous pressure on Brady, I believe that causes severe issues to him. So, and they have the quickness of defense, and they have that that front that will cause issues to Brady. So I can actually see the Seahawks actually winning this game. I don't think it'll be a blowout like what they did to Denver, but I think they can win it by maybe uh, ten points. All right, let's talk some Steeler football, Big Tiz. We got that out of the way. A little bit much, uh, too much time on that. We don't want to, but it's a topic. You get talking, you can't stop. Um, next off season with the Steelers, big What do you, what do you think? Some of their biggest plans that we're going to need to do to 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 fix any problems that we had that that not making it to the Super Bowl. Well, number one with the guys are looking out there right now, and I know the Roonies are up up in arms because they they want this to be done sooner than later is Ben Roethlisberger's contract needs to be, you know, melted out and see what's going to happen with that because that's one of the things they want Ben to retire as a Steeler. So that's one thing they're going to definitely make sure happens and I guess probably go from there. Uh, you know what, Big Tiz? There's a lot of talk about salary cap issues and how the Steelers could be over the cap, under the cap this year. Ben has been on, on, on point ever since he got signed as far as re- restructuring his contract. 
I really don't think there's going to be any issue whatsoever with Ben Roethlisberger being re-signed. Um, he might not get that mega contract that you know, any quarterback with an ego might. He'll get paid. We always talked about this during the show. You'll get paid. Be patient. The Roonies will pay you. <clears throat> you produce, you'll get paid. Not a problem. The one thing that the Steelers need to do, Big Tiz, is they need to stay away from those, those wasted money with the free agent signings you know, and just save the money, put the money away, and, and, and utilize the draft better. You know, it's nice to have the you know the free agents, you know the veterans come in and help the younger guys. But when you're trying to establish you know youth in your team, but you're getting these high-priced free agents that really aren't producing, we need to stay away from that. I agree with you totally, and that's what the Steelers have to be on the lookout for and be careful of. And um, like we were reading earlier, you know the Steelers don't want to make the same mistakes that they that they made last year in their in their drafting and in their selection of uh, players off the waiver wire and different things like that because. Last year ended up where the Steelers were supposed to be getting younger, but we still ended up picking up and playing with some of the older players. What we're trying to get, you know, get right. rid of to become younger. Right. We're talking about um, Troy Polamalu, Ike Taylor. Um, when you're trying to, you know, add some youth to the team, and, and you're and you're relying on James Harrison and and Brett Kiesel, who, who believe it or not, because were were the the dominant pass rushers, you know, and Polamalu was was injured half the season, and Ike Taylor. Couldn't cover, you know, my grandmother with a blanket. But um, it's just when when you when you have the mindset that you want to, you know, you want the youth to take over, and and it, it's impossible when you're when you're looking to these uh, veterans. And Kiesel, I really don't, you know, I love the guy. I think he's done so much for the Pittsburgh, uh, the city of Pittsburgh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he, it's not like he's out there trying to get a paycheck. He's actually, I really see him and Harrison really, really, you know, doing. Everything they can, but you—it's it, time to start relying on these younger guys to step up and and you know carry the torch. Exactly, and that's that's what Steelers do. So they have to be aggressive in, in the moves that they make, but they have to make moves that's going to get them in the right direction. That's why I'm trying to get a lot of people to see that the Steelers, if the Steelers go five and ten, five and eleven, or if they go six and ten, you got to understand it's got to be a process in place to where you, sometimes you have to get worse to get better. And and in doing that, you find out and you weed out certain plays that you need, certain plays that you don't need, and that's what the Steelers need to do. They have to they have to get on some kind of regiment to find out what they have and what they actually have to work with. And I believe it, it might have to get to that point to to find that process. Right. I think I think in the draft, what we need to look for obviously um, is you want to shore up that defense. Now, pretty much everybody from the offense is coming back next year. You know, everybody's coming back. The O line. Uh, we're not having any wide receiver issues right now. We could always pick up another wide receiver in a draft. Lance Moore, I'm not, I'm not sure about his contract or the Steelers going to, you know, invite him back for another year or whatnot. But like I said, you know, it's time to start looking younger. Martavius Bryant, uh, Marcus Wheaton, uh, Dre Archer, you know, all those guys. Um, that we obviously we need to look for the defense. Get the defense early. We need a cornerback. Cornerback like um, what's his face from uh, Oregon? I can't say his name. Okomo, uh, whatever. We, <laughs> I, if I had it right in front of me, I still can pronounce it. But you know, we we want to get um, some, you know, the, the secondary shored up. And I'm not worried about you know paying any free agents. Let's let's get these guys in the draft. We got players now that can go in there and we can do the job. But I don't see the guys right now taking us like you said anywhere near the playoffs next year. 
we have to get these guys and give them the reins. And I, I believe they're trying to get into that position. The Steelers did try to acquire some some younger players out there. You know, uh, I believe the Steelers actually tried to sign uh, Alden Darby from out of San Diego. And then, you know, this is a good start where the Steelers trying to bulk up somewhere in that secondary to get a physical hitter, a fast player. So they're going in a certain direction. And see, when I see that, that means they're trying to get younger. And the fact is, that's why I said these players have to be molded into a certain position. So. You're going to get those missteps where a player, you know, leaves a player open and this and that because he's learning. But, you know, you have that's why I said you have to go in a certain direction to get to where you need to be. And that's what the Steelers have to do at this point. Right. Um, try, uh, Palomato, I don't, you know, if if we do, if we are able to reconstruct this contract or, or whatnot, if he decides, you know, uh, to leave like uh, Dick LeBeau, that's fine. We got we got people to come in there. We it, It's not a problem. Um, Mike Mitchell. Is he the answer? We still got another year, what, two years on his contract? He's no spring chicken either, but hard hitter. He can get the job done. He just needs to get back in that, you know, football, stealer football mentality. You know, he's 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 already he's a marked man from playing in Carolina with all, you know, I don't know, how he played down there, his, his tactics were questionable. And they followed him out to Pittsburgh, so he's going to get a lot of calls. He's going to get a lot of flags. There's going to be a lot of laundry on the field when he's involved in some kind of defensive play. We need we got don't let's not forget about Shamarco Thomas. Let's not forget about him. Uh Ike Taylor, I don't care how much he says he loves Pittsburgh, bleeds black and gold, whatever. You know what? Thank you for your service and time. Time to move on, buddy. Sorry about that. Go to Arizona, they're looking for ex Steelers. They're always looking for Steelers who you know, from Pittsburgh. So we need to worry more about that on the draft. Offensively, another wide receiver would be great. Obviously we need another uh running back to um to uh, accommodate Le'Veon Bell. Because look what happened. You put all your eggs in one basket, there's a bad time for him to get hurt. At You know, we guarantee you, Big Tiz, we're in the Super Bowl. He doesn't get hurt, we're in the Super Bowl. Or if we have a versatile back who could come in and take his place in the Super Bowl. You can't sign guy, a guy two days before a game, expect him to play and come. I don't care how, how many years he's in the NFL. And then you got Josh Harris off the, off the practice squad. You got to utilize this kid from from beginning to end, and not expect this kid uh, to achieve Le'Veon Bell statuses. Now, when you can't do that, now you're one dimensional. You're back down, and look where it got us. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, and that's what the Steelers have to be very, very careful of. You don't want to fall into the same rut with what they've been doing as of late. You know, especially in their draft style and things like that. But I can see the Steelers possibly, possibly finding, trying to find ways to turn it around. But like I said, it'll take a minute. But we do have other, uh, another exciting thing that uh, happened today in um, Steeler Land is Myron Cope's birthday. Myron Cope's birthday. That's my best Myron Cope. Myron Big <laughs> says it's great to be on the show. Hey, big old uh, Howler. So how old is Myron Cope? Uh, he's, he's old, buddy. <laughs> he's no spring chicken. Uh, well, you know, right now, I mean, you know, he would he would be, I believe, up in his 90s by now. Something like that. Yeah. The, the the guy who invented that terrible towel. Exactly. But it's not a terrible towel. It's a, it's, it's a great towel. Exactly. And you will you know what it is if you're still a fan or if you're or you're a fan of another team that came out on a short end of dealing with the Steelers, you know what that terrible towel is. Yeah. How often do you watch football these days where somebody's waving a flag? Every team has flags now. And where do they come from? Byron Cole. Yeah. Exactly. From exactly. Pittsburgh. 
like I said, Myron Cope, a, a true a true icon and still a still a folklore. This guy, you know, he'll be will be talked about him for years to come. And like I said, you know, guys, like we said, this was also another quick, you know, stiller lunchtime fix that we wanted to send out to you guys. You guys can also catch us during the regular season. Check out our website at www.stillernationlive.net. There you'll see big old big tiz, and there you can leave your pictures and and you know give us a little info about yourself here on our site. Yeah, great website, uh, great roster we come from. We want to we want to give a quick shout out to Sal from McGinney's, our main sponsor there, East River Road, Henrietta Rochester. Come on down if you're in Rochester to McGinney Sports Pub, home of the Pittsburgh Steelers Rochester Fan Club, and for you know finger food. Any kind of sit-down dinners, a lot of drink specials, everything's going on differently Sunday through Saturday. I mean, there's over 20 flat-screen TVs there, Big Tiz. You can watch your NASCAR, you can watch your baseball, your hockey, you can watch any sports when Pittsburgh's not playing. But that's the place to go for great food, great drink, great fun, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, guys, so there you have it, another Steeler Nation Live show in the books, the lunchtime fix. So we'll be seeing you, Big Tiz, Big O.